Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. At 8.20 on Thursday morning, I found my seat, the middle of the row near the back of the plane, sat down and switched on my Kindle. I was reading The Examined Life, Stephen Gross's account of his experiences as a psychoanalyst, and I had reached the last section, Leaving, in which Gross has taken on a new patient, a young man who has just been diagnosed with HIV. The young man is beginning to spend all of his psychoanalysis sessions in deep, still, heavy silence, sometimes even falling asleep. I was at the part where Gross is describing the different kinds of silences that patients sometimes bring to him. Silences of refusal, discomfort, repression. When a tiny, withered woman with a huge, puffy black bag over her shoulder indicated she had the window seat beside me. I got up and helped her manoeuvre her bag into the overhead compartment. Then she sat down and set about making herself comfortable. She took off her shoes, revealing papery brown feet, and arranged a blanket beneath her seat so that her feet had a resting place. Her legs and leopard print leggings were too short to reach the floor. She took out her own Kindle, which was in a proper zippered case, and I went back to Gross and the young man in the therapy room. Under ordinary circumstances, Gross was saying, I might ask a patient who has been silent for some time what they're thinking or feeling, And once or twice I did this with Anthony, but I soon realised that my speaking was an intrusion, a disturbance. I stopped reading then because I couldn't focus. I was getting a sense of slight but building pressure between the window seat woman and myself. It was a sense that she was about to say something, that she wasn't really going to read. She was just fiddling with the device while she decided where she would start with me. Sure enough... If you see me popping pills or dragging on an inhaler, don't you worry. She had a bright Queensland accent with an unexpected burr, almost Scottish-sounding. Bronchiectasis. Much worse than asthma. Had it for years and years. So I've got all these scars on my lungs. Big knotty scars. Bronchiectasis. Last time I left New Zealand, I took the sickness with me. Now I'm going to give the bloody thing back. She motioned at her tiny chest. I've had about a hundred pneumonias and a fair few operations. It was all the mould in New Zealand. That's why I moved away to Australia. But I'm tough. Don't worry if you see me puffing away. She looked at me sideways. She had blue eyes and a small tanned face and one of those open-mouthed smiles that made it look as though she was silently saying, Ah! She pulled a plastic lunch container out of the front seat pocket, cracked open the lid and took out an egg sandwich which she ate while swinging her feet and looking out the window. We were right above the wing. 
Outside on the tarmac, an electric cart was shuttling about, a high-vis figure at the wheel. Sometimes, when you're between New Zealand and Australia, she said between mouthfuls, if you look down, you can see a rainbow circle in the sea. A glassy sort of rainbow, like a big bowl. I always get the window seat so I can see it, because it's beautiful. But we won't be able to see it with that darn wing there. I said it was a shame about the wing, and she said, no, not a shame. It's just the way it's happened. She was quiet for a while, and in the meantime, another elderly woman sat down in the aisle seat to my left. She was dressed in shimmery black clothing and had white blue hair and bronzer on her cheekbones. She had the look of a dulled but beautiful gemstone, maybe an opal. As I was thinking about what sort of gemstone she'd be, I remembered how, in Brisbane, a thought aloud that the crows, huge and formidable, picking their way about the streets, had eyes that looked like sequins. My friend James had said, Maybe the eyes have evolved to look like sequins, because crows know that humans like the look of sequins. I'd laughed, but then thought, hmm. I helped the opal woman to adjust the direction of the tiny fan above us so that it was blowing directly into her hair. Then we sat down. I was probably a frustrating barrier between the two women, making it less likely that they would talk to each other when they might have more to say to each other. But then a middle-aged woman came down the aisle and handled the opal woman a packet of jelly beans. You'll need these for energy, Mum. Her mother thanked her and tucked the jelly beans away. Then she reclined her seat and put her sleeping mask on. Last time I flew, I got terrible altitude sickness, the window seat woman whispered to me. It was years ago. I remember lying on the floor under the seats, thinking I might be dying. Suddenly the word God came to me. God, 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 God. I felt like the word was beaming into me, right down the centre, like a torch beam, filling me with the word God. And I thought, well, if this is dying, it's all right. That must have been incredibly stressful, I said. And she jutted her chin upwards, squinting. It's how it's happened. And it got me to where I needed to be. She looked out at the wing. This is the first time I've flown in many, many years the Scottish burr again. I haven't been able to, with my sickness. But if I make it this time, it's a sign I'll be able to make it to Switzerland, where my son lives. This is my test flight, you see. She gave me the open-mouthed smile again. I'm meeting my sister in Wellington. First time I've seen her in five years. We were born in Invercargill. I had to leave, because of the mould. Then she told me about the first time she'd been up in a plane when she was 16. Her friend's father was a pilot, and he had a small plane. They all went up together in the small plane and did acrobatics for half an hour. Straight after the flight, my friend and I went off to a dance, all dressed up in our miniskirts. I was feeling so sick. My very first dance, I vomited all over my partner. He was very annoyed with me. We were still on the tarmac, and I was already feeling tired, because even though I'd enjoyed listening to the women's stories... I'd had to react with surprise and delight at them. My energy for talking to strangers gets quickly depleted. Maybe sitting next to window seat woman would be too much. But she was quiet now, and soon we were in the air, and Brisbane with its pale sky and all its evenly tanned people and sunglasses and sleeveless tops was dropping away. Window seat woman nudged me and said, Look, she had something in her hand. It was a white rock with corrugated, granular swirls in it, the swirls like the movements of a worm or a centipede. 
It looked like it could be a fossil. I couldn't resist picking this up on the beach early this morning. Nature! I don't suppose they'll let me through with it. How had she got through customs? I started to laugh. I said, I didn't think they would let her through with the rock. Well, it's here now, she said, and put it back in her bag with satisfaction. I had been up since quarter to five, because I'd had to walk to the train station with James, who was flying back to Darwin. I closed my eyes and fell into a blank doze. When I opened them again, I felt heavy and sad. I always feel a bit sad on flights between countries. I can't help thinking about the past and the future and where I will end up. The geographical limbo seems to emphasise a limbo I feel in myself. I was staring into space, thinking about all this, when the woman suddenly said, My brother's a crossdresser, and I was jolted back into our little row. Been doing it for ten years and has never been happier, she said. He'd always felt pulled in all directions as a young man. He just wasn't ever himself. What grief. Imagine it. And when he was 50, he met this wonderful woman who told him to just let go. Just let it out. And he started dressing like a woman. These lovely skirts, colourful shoes. And he and this woman who told him to do it, they ended up married. It was a real eye-opener for our whole family. We all loved him. But now we had to learn how to love him as a lady too. I got the sense she had told the story numerous times, but that she liked to tell it because it confirmed something she had longed believed about people and about their true selves. It's an amazing way to have your whole world opened up, you know. She prized another sandwich from her plastic container and began to eat. We were flying over the clouds now and were quiet again for a time. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. 